everything changes. Whether we see it or not, everything changes. So we just say, Jesus, your name over every person in this room. Jesus, your name over every person not in this room who's with us. We want to see your name change situations. We want to see your name bless. So we pour out blessing. Just put your hand out towards the person next to you. We just pour out blessing. Pour out blessing in the name of Jesus over them. We pour out blessing in the name of Jesus. Blessing is <laughs> far more powerful than curse. So we just say blessing right now. Blessing in finances. Blessing in friendships. Blessing in relationships. Blessing and favor in workplaces. Blessing and favor. And health. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You are so good, Lord. So good to us. Amen. Amen. Ah, folks, do take your seats. Good. Morning. 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 I wasn't expecting that. Um, If you don't know me, my name's Mark, part of the leadership team. It's my delight to be speaking to you this morning, as Kev's already indicated, uh, a slightly different morning this morning. We're um, not going to open the Bible so much, which always makes me nervous, Um, but we're going to be more focused on kind of like where we've been as a church and where we are going. I'm going to move that back slightly, otherwise I'm going to walk into it. There we go. Um, And... I suppose it's always good, I don't know if you do this, whether you look back over the last 12 months or over the last season of life and you go, what's God been up to? What's God been up to? I don't know if you guys do that. Is that something you you kind of, I'm getting a lot of blank looks, something to say, you know, okay, this is something I quite like to do. You go, you look back and you go, what's been God, God up to? I have a notebook where I write down what God does quite frequently. So Elizabeth's story will go in that notebook. I'll just frantically write it down if I remember when I get home. There's just these stories again and again. I try and put them down through the year. What's God been saying to me? What's God been doing through us and with us? And that's, that's part of our journey. And when we look back, we don't look back on these things with a sense of nostalgia and go, oh, wasn't it lovely when the fields were all around Wyndham and there weren't so many houses. Wasn't it lovely? <laughs> Wasn't it lovely when it was all... I tell you, my, my son, who's... Um, I, I, yeah, my son, he's 10 years old. We drove past the Waitrose development. He said, I remember when that was a field, Dad. My <laughs> son, it's too early for you to be saying that right now. <laughs> but it's just... <laughs> it, it is that kind of nostalgia. So we don't do it for nostalgia. We do it because we know if God has done it before, he will do it again. Okay, Spurgeon, my fav- one of my favorite Spurgeon quotes. Whatever God has done in the past is to be looked upon as precedent for what he will do in the future. That's good, isn't it? It is just that lovely feel. So just looking back over this year, I remember sitting down with the elders and, oh, 12 months, 18 months ago, whatever it was, and we sat down. We, we identified this year as quite a big transition year. It was a year where we knew there were going to be a lot of changes. A lot of things were going to start happening, which were going to change for lots of reasons, but were changing because we knew we had to shift the dynamic of the church and how we were set up, but also what God was speaking to us about who we were and what we were to do. And looking back, I remember 
just some of the stuff we started to lay out, just in prayer and vision evening oh, back in September last year, I found the slides, I pulled them up, went, what God's, what's God been doing? And I remember just 12, well, 12, 13 months ago, you were made an elder, weren't you? So this is the first thing, look at you, handsome fella, look at you. Um, so there's, uh, there's just this whole thing that's, wow, we, we make it just, just 12 months ago. That happened. That was part of the transition of kind of team. We were praying for the launch of Alpha with Adrian Holiday, praying for over 50 people to come along to that. We were talking about the fact that we were going to bring in a team of trustees so that the elders could kind of not take on so much financial uh, and legal responsibility, the sort of kind of things that went on there. We needed a team of trustees who would do that so we could focus on spiritual matters. There would be the whole deal of Grantly stepping down from point leadership and me taking up the point leadership. We would be sharing our new values. We'd be looking for a new youth worker. We'd be expanding the staff team to include an operations manager. We'd be launching a life group in Long Stratton. We'd be trying a new way of working as a leadership in terms of the eldest deacons and kind of team, wider team leadership of how we function together and how we work together. And we thought, if we grow numerically in all of that... <laughs> Wow, <laughs> God is really with us because when you start changing things, it can be quite interesting. And that's a lot of change, just laying out some of those things. And they're just the big things. Lots of other things were happening around that as well. But in the goodness of God, the goodness of God, we saw some great stuff last year in the last 12 months. We really have. I have to say, Kev being part of the eldership team has been brilliant. How we function together as elders, it, it, it feels like we've not kind of missed a step. It hasn't interrupted us, you know, and, and his pastoral anointing has really blessed us in terms of a team, made us far more rounded, I feel, in terms of how we function together, which is just brilliant. We still agree and disagree, you know, don't worry about it. We still, you know, <laughs> we still have some great conversations, but that, that, that's always a mark of a good team, by the way, just so you know, if you can disagree, but we do agree a lot as well. Um, We've seen that happen. We've seen the Alpha Supper. If you remember with Adrian Holloway, we had over 60 people sign up for that event. And I know people are sitting with us, either this meeting or next meeting, because of that Alpha event, either directly or indirectly from the Alpha courses that then followed on from that. We've set a, a target of finance of 20% growth last year, and we saw that happen. That's amazing. That's really glorious. It's really beautiful. Um, on a positive note, I'm still here. And you're all still here. Hey, so that's there. So that's good. You know, we've, that transition seems to have worked okay. I know we've, we've lost some friends over the last 12 months, but we've gained so many more as well. We've had Ben start as youth worker, and the youth work has grown. We've seen Kylie start as operations manager. We've got Katie, who became our assistant youth and children's work. Our church has grown by 38 adults and 22 children, and that's just the ones I know about in church suite in terms of who's recorded, I either people who actually fill in the little welcome cards, okay? So that's that side of things. We've seen miracles just keep happening again and again and again. We've seen the, the kind of the stories that Elizabeth has shared, but also just healings. We've seen movement in toes restored. I think there was a broken toe healed. We've seen knee pain going. We've seen finances provided. We've seen arthritic pain gone. We've seen shift in eyesight improvements. We've seen bone growth disappear. I particularly like that one. We've seen stomach pain gone. We've seen houses provided for. It has been an amazing year, guys. It really has. So what I'd like us to do, just for this moment, is just to pause. Can we all stand? This is going to be slightly more interactive this morning. Just to, just to, and can we just give God a huge round of applause? Because it has been amazing. God, you are, you are amazing, Lord. You really are amazing. You are fantastic. I love what you've done. He is so worthy of praise. Do sit down. It's okay. It's going to be a bit of movement. Okay, this morning, just to warn you, it is absolutely amazing what God has done.
and it doesn't stop. It really doesn't stop. So the next thing I'd like to bring up is that we're going to show a little video for you from somebody who isn't here this morning. So Ian, are you ready or do I need to keep waffling for a little bit? We're good to go. Good morning, Hope family. It's great to be able to speak to you. Floss and I are filming this in uh, uh, Burkle, which is just outside Rotterdam, where we've started our School of Supernatural Life. Who would have thought church planting in Wyndham would have led to this impact in mainland Europe? We're having a fabulous time. We have seen something we've never seen before. We were praying for people to be filled with the Spirit and for streams of living water to flow from them. And literally, as we prayed, this lady had water running down the palms of her hand and dripping down on the floor. Twice it took place. I couldn't believe my eyes. God was visually confirming what he was doing in the lives of people. When you watch this, we will be in Helsinki. Six of us would have left Wyndham to be involved in a naturally supernatural conference to build the church in Helsinki and to affect the whole of Finland. When you watch this, will you pray for us that God will move uh, uh, powerfully amongst us and then we'll have a time of huge significance. Our mission at Wyndham is not just to invade Wyndham and the environs, but we're passionate about Europe, mission to Europe. We can impact many nations. Come next month to uh, Hamburg with us and experience what God wants to do there. We'd love you to join us on this, our mission to Europe. God bless you. Is he going to be up there while I'm speaking? Because I don't think I can cope with that. Yeah, anyway, okay, sorry. <laughs> Oh dear, uh, where was I? Yes, so I don't know if you knew about this, but we obviously our School of Supernatural Life is a big part of who we are. The evening school has been running now for five years. We reckon we've had about 200 people through the evening school, which is just amazing, impacting this region. You know, when Jesus says, you know, Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends of the earth. We've taken responsibility for this in terms of bringing this culture of supernatural life. And uh, over in Holland, they asked Grantley and Floss whether they would go over there and start a school over there. So that's been happening now. Uh, they've done one. They'll be doing that for the rest of the year, going over once a month just to go and uh, help those guys start something up over there, which is absolutely incredible to think about us in Little Wyndham who could be starting to influence the restoration of Christianity in Europe. I mean, we... We have a particular influence here of supernatural Christianity. Other churches in your relational mission and the kind of the churches we work with don't have that. We would call it biblical Christianity, but you know, it's not, it's not normal for other people. What we consider normal here isn't seen all over the place. So for us to be able to play our part in seeing this, and so many networks now are moving and saying we need to retake Europe back. We're part of that. We get to do that. And so not only are we doing that, obviously we've mentioned the Signs and Wonders Conference. So these are one-off events. Grantly and Floss did some last year. They're in Helsinki right now, which is just crazy, isn't it? I know there's a number of people from us, as Grantly's mentioned, with them over there. And just to honour Grantly and Floss in terms of how they've been doing that. But we need to say, hey, let's get behind them and let's be part of the team that does that. So there's another one uh, in Hamburg uh, coming up in November. If you want to be part of that, really encourage you to speak to Grantly and Floss and say, hey, could I come along? You may not have seen any kinds of signs of miracles or do, done anything like that before. Go along, trust me. It'll be quite exciting. You'll, you'll get involved in that and it will be very interesting. 
Now, the question I do need to ask at this point, and it's a question that I've been pondering for a little while now, is why do we do what we do? Why do we do the School of Supernatural Life? Why do we do Signs and Wonders conferences? Why do we do all of that kind of element of things? And it comes back to a prophetic word that some of you were there for a number of years ago from Keith Hazel. Who was... Who was around at this time when Keith actually gave this word? Yeah, so that's interesting right there. So it's good just to revisit that uh, this and say, hey, this is why we do what we do. Keith Hazel was a prophet. He sadly passed away now. But he was the kind of prophetic voice who could come up to you, tell you what you had for breakfast and what God was going to do with you in the next six months or even the next six years. It was quite scary. For those of you who been on the receiving end of Keith, he did it in such a natural, fun style that it wasn't scary at the time. But then you got home and read it and you went... Good grief. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And this is the prophetic word that he gave to us as a church all those years ago. Okay, so this is, I don't know, seven years ago? I want to say eight years ago, something like that. Right, this is what he said. He said, I want to just share a couple of things with you that God has been speaking to me about your church. One of the things that God has really spoken to me is that God has called you to be a Jerusalem church. Now, you may say, what does that mean? Well, in the book of Acts, there are two distinct models of church, maybe even three, but definitely two. One is the model of Jerusalem, and the other is the model of Antioch. Jerusalem was where the apostles were. It was like a stronghold. It was like a fortress. And people came up to Jerusalem. They came there to learn. They came there to find out what was going on in the kingdom, if you want to put it that way. They came to consult with the apostles. They came to be instructed and to learn. And then they went away. And from time to time, there were people like Agabus, who was a prophet, who went away from Jerusalem on a regular basis. Peter and John also went outside. I'm not telling you that God's calling you to be an inward church, okay? I want you to understand that. This is not an inward statement. What God is saying to us here is this, that God is going to make you a center of teaching, a center of learning. God is going to make this place a place to which people come, and I believe people will come from other nations, and they will be here for a season, and there will be training here. And the training here is not going to be so much intellectual training, it's going to be spiritual learning and impartation. It's going to be a place of impartation of knowledge and then a place from which people can go with a pattern and purpose to understand. So I want you to see that these two kinds that God has called this church to be, a Jerusalem church, and everything that goes with that is very important because it will determine the kind of building or buildings that you ultimately have because they will need to be available to do the kinds of things that God is calling you to do. And so God speaks very clearly about that to you. He also speaks about the fact that some of you, some of your homes... It's the exciting thing. Some of you actually get to build an extension on your home because somebody from somewhere else is going to come and stay with you for a year. Wow. Do you see why we do what we do now? And the reason why we do conferences, the reason why we've done the School of Supernatural Life evening course is all because of this. We felt God, some weight behind this, and went, right, what, what will happen here? Why do we do what we do? And so I'm excited about that, and I don't think God has finished with you, I think, with us. I think it's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what we're starting to see here. This is a long-term word, and why am I so convinced about that? Well, every time we try and move away from it or move on from it, somebody comes along and gives us another prophetic word which ties in with it. It's really frustrating. We've tried, we've tried and said, oh, you know, should we? No, God, you shouldn't. So we've had words when we opened the building about this being a fortress, a citadel, which people would come to. We've had words about this being an airport from people who just joined us and said, I really see this as an airport that people are going to come to and fly into and then fly out of. We, we've just keep getting these words again and again about this kind of thing happening. So we're convinced as elders, this is part of who we are. This is our vision. Yes, Homebase 500 is who we are. We're still expecting to be a church of 500 with a building for 500 
100? Absolutely. That is not changed. That is what we're doing. And we're getting closer to that. But, and I'll talk more about that later, but we want to say, hey, there is something also that we are called to be, this Jerusalem church place, this place of center of teaching and learning and impartation, important word there, in terms of how we do this. So conference-wise, we put on different conferences here. That's why. Fortunately, we had the, unfortunately, we had the Kingdom Come conference booked in, which was kind of been, meant to be an outworking of this. It got cancelled because Wendy Mann wasn't very well. We've got another date for it. Hey! So the 25th of January. There we go. Saturday, the 25th of January. Put that in your diaries. It's going to be a fantastic time. We'll get the flyers and the advertising out for that. We're going to be um, excited Wendy can make it along. She's going to bring a team with her. So guess what? We're going to need people to stay. So we need houses for that to happen. You know, just saying. Whether or not you can build an extension in the next three months, that's probably a bit ropey. But you know what? I mean, you know, there's that whole thing of that, that happening. The Heaven and Healthcare team from Eastgate are going to come up in March. They're going to do another conference with us then. So we've got something like that happen. And it's all about this idea of impartation, catching something that these people have and blessing others with it. And then perhaps the most significant thing we are going to do next year, starting in January, on the 24th of January, yes, there is a tie-in with the date, we're going to start a daytime school of supernatural life. Now, this is a big step for us. We've done an evening school, and the thing with an evening school is that you can go for about two hours, but obviously people then have to come, uh, come from wherever they're coming from and travel back home. So believe it or not, there were people from Ipswich who would leave here at like 10 o'clock and get home at like midnight. It's ridiculous. They were amazing that they travel that far to do the evening school of supernatural life. But we felt God speaking to us very clearly about doing a daytime one. And what happens there is that we get a bit longer to explore the teaching. So Grantley can go on as long as he likes. I think even he'll struggle to fill a day. But, then, <laughs> but anyway, so there's, there's, a, there's a whole thing that happens there. Um, but more importantly, in the daytime, you can do some exercises. You know, you can actually do the group work together. You can get out and practice this stuff and do these things in a bit more level of detail. So we've got people signed up already. Even before we launched it, people were saying, can we do this? Can we do this? So in January, we're going to do that. And again, we'll get the flyers out fairly soon for, the, for that to happen in terms of signing up from there. In all of this, in all of this... We then need to ask this question, what is success? What will success look like in doing all of this stuff that that prophetic word calls us to be? What does it look like to be a church that does this kind of thing? When we talk about home base 500, it's quite easy to understand what success is, isn't it? There'll be 500 people and there'll be an auditorium that seats 500 people. That's quite straightforward, very easy, done, dusted. But in terms of actually identifying what success is in the kind of more rounded area is that we kind of go, okay, what does this look like? And what we've landed with is this, is that it doesn't matter that if you are here for a course, it doesn't matter if you are here for a conference, or it doesn't matter if you are a committed member of the church. Basically, we see success as people capturing our values, as taking something of a deposit of our values and taking that away with them. That's what success looks like for us. So yes, we're still going for a big auditorium. We're still called to be a big church. I have no doubt about that. We are called to be something that hasn't happened in a small market town before. We are called to be that. But actually, we're called to be something of a wider influence as well. And I believe that's why God has started collecting people here from Norwich and Deerham and kind of Thetford even, you know, those kind of, I think God is doing something with us, which is a little bit different. And so this whole thing of success can be measured in terms of how our values work out. 
Now, I haven't got time to go through all of this in detail, so I'm just going to bring up the, the main side. So if we can bring up the main one. So the first thing that we know is our value is the cross has paid it all. And so marks of this could be everyone sharing their story of salvation. So in the next 12 months, if everyone has shared their story of salvation with somebody not in church, i.e. non-Christian, that's got to be a great mark of understanding and grasping this value. We would see more stories of freedom coming through. Now, stories is going to play a major part of this, and we were just chewing this over in the office, and Ben and Kylie, brilliant that they are younger than me and come up with these ideas, they said, hey, why not have one of those video booths? You know the kind of thing, you go to a wedding nowadays, and they have a photo booth where you get the funny stick and the moustache and kind of glasses and hats, and so a lot of you are slightly older and not going to get this, right? If you go to weddings nowadays, what happens is they have a photo booth, and you can have a photo taken for the people that are there who sort of like to capture their day, and you have sort of various props that you use. Well, we thought, hey, we can have one of those kinds of booths where you can go in, you press record, you just say your story, and we've got it, we've captured it. Because I know there are so many stories out there and they're brilliant and we're going to expect more stories. So if you think, hey, I'd love to be involved in that whole video thing, we've got the kit, uh, we don't want to kill Andy uh, and Jack, so we need other people to get involved in that. So if you want to be involved in that, come and see me, we'd love to speak to you. But story is going to be a big part of that. In terms of the Bible uh, as the final authority, our second value, we're going to see an increase in the amount of Bible reading in the church, obviously. We're going to see prayer and prophetic, this kind of Bible quotes coming through more and more in our prayers and prophetic stuff that happens. If you want to see evidence of this, get along to the Tuesday lunchtime prayer meeting. I tell you, those people are on it. They are amazing. The way they quote the Bible in the prophetic and in prayer, amazing. You will catch something there. Anyway, so prayer and prophetic. And we will see more Bibles around. Now, I know we've all got apps. I know you've all got it on your phone, right? But I was speaking to um, someone just a couple of weeks ago, and he was a do- he's a doctor, and he said, you know what? There's a difference between, there's evidence showing there's a difference between how you read and how you learn from the printed word and how you learn and you read from the digital word, okay? Because we're used to this being a snapshot, whereas this, people grasp it differently, even younger people. So just to say, we'll see some more Bibles around. Number three, part of a family. We'll see stories of forgiveness, Wonderful stories of forgiveness. We'll see people not leaving under shadows. Now, I'm not stupid. People are going to come to us and they will leave us, but I'm not expecting people to leave because they're grumpy. Okay? We're expecting people to work through that. They can still leave afterwards. We've had people in the last year who've done this so, so well where they've gone, we cannot agree with where you're going as a church, but you know what? We still love you. We're still going to be friends with you. That's a good way to leave rather than just going and and never turning up again. So we'll see that happening in increase. We'll see increased numbers in life groups and serving. Sarcasm sarcasm even and criticism would diminish. I've got to fight on this one. I I know this is a personal weakness. You know, we've got to try and fight this one. Our culture in Britain is to be sarcastic and critical. It's a culture that we need to break through. So we say, hey, how do you fight that one? Well, you always encourage. If you think something negative of someone, you pray for them. You'll see massive change in that one. So we'll see that happen. Next one, number four. Royal sons and daughters of the heavenly king. We'll see stories, again, this word stories, of people taking authority over demons, finances, and sickness. There'll be a culture of generosity flowing out. So yes, we're expecting the offering to go up, but actually just other stories of just incredible generosity. I know cars have been given to people in the last year, which is brilliant. That kind of thing happening. We'll see uh, that phraseology, I can't do that to, I can do that, because you understand your identity in Christ. You understand the authority that you have. You understand the resources of heaven that you have. And we'll see increased stories of steps of faith. Number five, 
always advancing the kingdom. We'll see more outstanding schools because of the teachers are going into those places from here. <laughs> okay, so we'll see more outstanding schools happen as the, as the kingdom is advanced. We'll see prosperity in businesses and we'll see NHS weights reduced because God is on the move in that. We're expecting to see increased salvations and baptisms. We're going for 75 this year. Wow. Here we've got baptisms in a couple of weeks. We've got two happening that I know of. Only 73 to go. Come on. <laughs> Sunday attendance, we're looking for that to break the 350 barrier. Uh, at the moment, we're getting around about 270, 280, something like that on a Sunday morning. So we're expecting that to grow. We're expecting that to break through. And we're expecting more missional communities like Long Stratton one, just to honor those guys. They're doing amazing work over in Long Stratton, running the life group. Paul and Christina are over there are just brilliant. It really is how you're seeing God move. I know it's tough, but they are seeing breakthrough. Imagine your street, your friendship group, your golf buddies, your uh, village being impacted and affected through Jesus. That's the kind of thing we're expecting to see. People of the presence of God. We're expecting to see people ministering from this place of encounter with God. We're expecting an increased thirst for more of the presence of God and expecting that to manifest through increased attendance at presence. And we're expecting to see this breakthrough of spiritual myopia. What do I mean by that? That whole deal where you see God moving all the time. That's why stories are so important because you start telling these, start telling these stories and you start seeing God moving more and more and more. That car parking space you just got, that was him. That promotion you got, that was him. You lost your car keys where did they go that was him you prayed for your neighbor and their arm grew back that was obviously him you, this is the thing you know so the small all the way through to the big but it starts with the small and guess where it lends the dead were raised that's what the bible says so breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough that's what we're expecting to see with the people of the presence of god and then last but not least supernatural is unnatural so our first instinct, I was going to use you as an example, Richard, and you've already given it. Can I pray for you? That first instinct, can I pray for you? People will tell you their problems all the time. If you turn around and say to them, can I pray for you? That's the first instinct. I am expecting in the tea and coffee times, carnage at the queue for the tea and coffee. Because people will be praying for people, and there will be prophecies going on. People might be over, you know, all sorts of things flowing in the Holy Spirit. Stuff will happen. You know that 30 minutes in between the two meetings as that is as spiritual as the whole morning. Is as spiritual as your whole life. So when you leave and you go out from this place, can I pray for you? We're looking for 50, I say this one, we're looking for 52 recorded miracles from outside church. So I'm not talking about just within these four walls. I'm not talking about life groups. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about your friends who don't know Jesus yet. I'm talking about random strangers who'd give deliveries. And we're talking about medical recorded miracles or distinct miracles that can be recorded. So we're after 52 of those this year. Well, obviously you'll get this done by Christmas. And then we'll see perseverance with long-term battles. You know, people come here, it's one of the hardest things that I have to do to stand here and say, let's go for healing again, knowing what some of you are facing. It is one of the hardest things we do as elders. Don't think we do it lightly. It is tough. But we know we are called to it. Failure is not an option. Anybody know where that, that quote is from? Apollo 13. <laughs> okay, so there they were, floating around in space, and the team on the ground. Failure is not an option here, guys. We're just going to keep going and keep going and keep going until we see this happen. So there we go. There are marks of success. 
that we're expecting. We will unpackage those in more detail. I will go through those more slowly, don't worry, and we'll get those out in different formats, and we'll be looking at those throughout the year. Now, in all of this, we then have the challenge of a building as well. <laughs> it's all going on, isn't it? So with regards to the building, obviously we are still going for home base 500, and we've got planning permission for the hall that's going out that way. You, you, you all know that, right? So we've got planning permission for a whacking great auditorium out there. But I was, you, you know when you have those moments in bed where you wake up at like 3 a.m. and you go, <gasps> anybody else had one of those moments? Yeah, okay. And I woke up and I realized it's not big enough. It's not big enough. Now, I'm not talking about the auditorium for 500. That wasn't my realization. My realization was that on a Sunday morning now, both meetings, all of the room with children in, are full. So it does not take a genius that if we are going for a building that is twice that size, you know, twice what we get on a Sunday now in terms of attendance, that means all the children will be arriving for one meeting. So we either carry on with two meetings, or if we're going back to one meeting, which we think we will for a season, we're going to need a lot more space for children. Either that, or they're just going to be standing like this for 30 minutes on a Sunday morning because they can't move. Elizabeth's now thinking that's a good idea, aren't you? So <laughs> ah, if they can't move, ah, OK. <laughs> so we need to go for something that's going to create more space. And so we want to go back in for planning permission in the next few months to actually gain that. Now, um, we'll skip the hop, skip, and jump in. If we can just go to the slide, which is uh, the new building, which is the three colors. No, not that one. Skip on again. Next one. Here we go. Right. So the blue is where we are currently sitting at the moment. Okay? The blue up there. The green is what we kind of have planning permission for at the moment, a great big auditorium. And the orange is what we'd like to go in for and change everything slightly. So we want to go with it. It'll be a single story extension, that part. Um, we'll bring up a 3D image here. It might help you. Uh, the next slide along. Here we go. So the top of that, the top part, is kind of the single story part, if you like, where you've got two large rooms, which are roughly twice the size, two and a half times the size of what we've got at the moment, and then the big auditorium on the side and a nice corridor down the middle. Um, the beauty of this is that we can probably design it to get away from the VAT rule, so we might not have to pay VAT, which means it will come in at about one and a half million pounds which, if we can just do that this morning, that'd be, no, sorry, don't worry, that's not what we're asking for this morning, don't panic, it's okay, everybody breathe, it's okay, that's next week, no, so, what we want to go for is planning permission, and also to start thinking about getting some decent 3D images, I know that looks amazing, but that was my rough estimate on a free bit of software that I've done, okay, um, we want to go for something where we can get planning permission, and we can start getting really good 3D images for that, and so for that, we're going to need £25,000. The other thing that we need to go for with regards to finances at the moment is that we need to go for paying back the loan to Canterbury. If you remember when we did this auditorium, we took out a loan from Canterbury of £300,000. We've paid roughly half of that back. We've got to pay some more back, and we need to pay back £50,000 this year. So in terms of what we're going for, in terms of our overall kind of offering for this season, for this kind of month, if you like, and, and, and onward, is £75,000. So if we can bring up the special offering slide in, that would be super. Now, in terms of how we're going to do this, I'm going to do something which God spoke to me on the walk here. And that is, I'm not going to ask you to give anything today. I oh, know. 
<laughs> I will explain how we can give and what we can do and how we're going to do this next week and over the following weeks. And over the following few weeks, you can give through a variety of methods. So next Sunday, we'll have some buckets at the front and you can come and put in your gifts. So if you've got cash or checks or you like to give in that way, or even pledges. If you're in a place where you know, oh yeah, no, I do want to give, I can pledge a certain amount, but it, not for quite yet. If you can do the pledge, but put a time frame on that, that'll be really super helpful. So that'll be amazing. So pledges is always good. Um, you can also give through the internet. So if we can bring up the next part here, you can give through the website. So you can give by uh, direct debit. So Hope Community Church, the account details are up there. You can just do that. However you give over the next few weeks, please do mark it as special offering. It's not that we're going to do restricted funds on this. It's just that we know where it lands. And so we can say and identify this is part of the special offering and how we're doing that. We don't want it to get it confused with day-to-day -day giving. Anything I've missed? Gift aid. Yes, please, if you do do gift aid and you haven't signed up for gift aid, please do remember to put your name on any cash deposit things or anything like that so we can make sure we get the extra 25% through gift aid because that's an important one uh, from that function. So that's what we're going to do. Now, I've said to you I don't want you to give today, but what I would like, would like to do is we're just going to have a moment with God. So can the worship team... Actually, don't, you guys can stay there. We'll, yeah, we'll not do a song. Can we all stand together? We're going to do a little bit of time with God here and we're going to ask him... Whatever. If you're able, if you can stand, that's lovely. So, <laughs> I'm just going to pray, and then we're just going to come into the presence of God, and I'm just going to get you to speak to him. Because in terms of how much you give, that is between you and him. We've had some amazing stories. We've had stories in the last offering, uh, big offering we did, which somebody gave £100,000, and somebody gave 20p. Both of those are glorious. Both of those are so, so special. One of them I know was literally the, the, the widow's mite, the last thing they had in their pocket. And the other one was a, a crazy sum. So it, God can just speak to you about this. Karis and I, this is how we go about special offerings. We'll speak to God individually and then we'll come together and nine times out of ten, it's the same amount because God speaks. When it isn't, we, we have a discussion. <laughs> And then give the biggest amount. No, uh, it's, just, uh, it's just how we, we function. So I just want to walk through that with you now in terms of helping you. So, Father, Father, I thank you so much that you speak to us. I thank you so much that all the resources of heaven are open to us and that we approach you now as sons and daughters. I thank you so much, Lord, that all we have is yours, but you also call us to steward it well. So, Father, I just pray right now, we, as we come before you, you would just start speaking. And what I'd like, just to use your imagine here, imagination for a moment, I'd like you just to imagine that you are coming before the throne of heaven. Just imagine. You, you can do that. You know that, right? You're sons and daughters. You can just enter the throne of your heavenly Father. And you can just walk right up to him. And what I'd like to do is just ask him and say, Father, what should I give? Father, what should I give? And what I see is that I see him just giving you a piece of paper. He's just laying it in your hands right now. And on that is written a figure. Jesus. 
And what I'd love you to do now is I'd love you just to take that figure and you need to put it somewhere safe so that you can pray over it in the next week. Some of you will need to speak to spouses. Some of you will need to do this same exercise with them and go, Mark made us do this on Sunday and he says, I've got to make you do it. (laughs) So I want you to go home and, and say, hey, this is it. Some of you, you'll be looking at that figure going, oh my goodness, that's crazy. Some of you will be looking at that figure going, yep, that's, that's bang on. That's why I want you to pray over it and just ask God, hey, what are you calling us to do here? We're not, we're not here to say, hey, give us all your money. I'm not asking you to be silly in this. This is a, this is a you and God moment. And I do know God is going to bless and do some incredible things through us. And it's part of our journey. It's part of who we are. So I thank you, Lord, that you have called us to something so significant here in Wyndham. Thanking that you've called us to be something which impacts not only Wyndham, but the region and the nations beyond. Thank you, Lord, for all the miraculous and the amazing stuff you do here. And I praise your name for it. And I pray that you could just bless every single person here as they play their part in what is your glorious call to us as a church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.